You are now listening to The Big Data Beard. This is our podcast where we explore the trends, technology, and talented people making big data a big deal. Data is the fuel for great artificial intelligence. Sadly, many exciting AI and big data projects fail to deploy into production because data engineering and data ops are complex, resource-intensive efforts, often taking months or even years. To find out how the data engineering process might be improved, we reached out to the team at InfoWorks to learn how their agile data engineering platform automates the creation and operation of big data and AI workflows from source to consumption. We learn how to get more use cases in production with fewer resources on this episode of the Big Data Beard podcast. Amar, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background? Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Amar Arsikare. I'm the founder of InfoWorks. Um, My background is in building large-scale data systems. Uh, I spent a lot of time at Google building uh, a lot of the big data technologies and also uh, built an analytics stack at Google, uh, which is essentially running a lot of the internal applications, internal analytics applications, uh, fairly large scaled up systems running petabytes uh, of data, um, thousands of users and and so on. Um, After Google, I joined Zynga, where I built uh, the world's largest in-memory database uh, that's uh, running all of the Google's, uh, all of the Zynga's um, uh, gaming system, and also running analytics uh, with 10,000-plus analytics pipelines on a 12,000-node cluster. Um, that's, the, that, that's my background, and that's the background of, the, of the, a lot of the engineering who has built this product. We have taken the experience of running large-scale uh, data systems in production and productized this uh, with InfoWorks. We'd also like to welcome Ramesh to the Big Data Beard podcast. Ramesh, why don't you give uh, us a little background on yourself as well? Yeah, hi, I'm Ramesh Menon. I'm responsible for product management at uh, InfoWorks. I have over 20 years of experience in enterprise software, uh, primarily in just the areas of data management, data transformation, uh, and essentially data curation. So uh, I started my career uh, building uh, high-performance matching algorithms for pretty much any country, character set, or language, Um, and then later on got into data quality, uh, address standardization, and those kinds of technologies. I was at Informatica for a while. Uh, In a number of uh, different roles, uh, I was responsible for data quality, uh, data governance, and then later on involved in starting a new business around master data management, where I ran the go-to-market strategy. After Informatica, I was at Yark Data, where we built, uh, at the time, and maybe still is, the world's largest appliance that had uh, a shared in-memory system for uh, non-obvious uh, you know, data relationships and the discovery of them. Uh, also, one of the products I launched was uh, one of the first uh, Spark-optimized appliances uh, in the sort of Hadoop and big data space, and uh, I've been at uh, InfoWorks for uh, over three and a half years. Tell us more about InfoWorks as a company, and specifically what problems you're seeking to help customers solve. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you see what's going on with, uh, um, you know, the world of analytics and also, you know, uh, leveling up a little bit and looking at what's happening with the digital transformation in the world, 
uh, you will see two sets of companies. Uh, there is the born digital companies like the Google, Facebook, Amazon, uh, LinkedIn, Uber, Netflix, who have the the capability to build large scale analytics, you know, uh, uh, pipelines. And then there is the rest of the the enterprise who are at various you know degrees of maturity. Um, so today, what's happening is uh, in the state of the art in building analytics use cases is, you know, people can throw up 10 to 20 use cases in production in a year. Um, but in order to get to a digital transformation, you need to have at least hundred or thousands of analytics pipelines running in production. So that lack of agility in analytics is the problem that InfoWorks is trying to solve. And we have already got to a point where, you know, we have, you know, very large scale deployments, large scale customers who have, uh, got to this agility in analytics where they're able to stand up uh, use cases uh, very rapidly. And the only way to do that, uh, the only way to achieve this kind of uh, uh, agility in analytics is via automation. Um, so we automate the big chunk of what takes uh, uh, what is required in analytics implementation, which is data engineering, and we have automated it. We have an end-to-end data engineering automation platform that gives you the agility in implementing analytics. In the world of you know big data and analytics use cases, um, and as you said, data engineering is a is a key component of it because data is the fuel for any of these these workloads, right? If we have good data, we have lots of data, then we can potentially do things with it. And one of the terms that has been very popular in the the last you know call it six to ten years, as we think about you know big data, has been this concept of a data lake, right? And the concept of having lots of data available for the purpose of analytics is how would you view the the world of data lakes today and, and how successful have organizations been at truly achieving this data lake concept? I think the, the more fundamental issue to be solving is the, is data sourcing strategy. So creating data lakes is one approach of, you know, essentially gathering all the data for analytics, but I think there is a much more fundamental issue about um, solving, you know, all your data sourcing uh, needs. You know, the data could be internal data sources, external data sources, and, and and so on. So we have taken the approach of you know data crawlers. The data crawlers can build a data lake either in you know sort of one single storage instance, or it could be distributing that uh, partly in the cloud and partly on premise, and so on. But the whole concept of data crawling is really to, you know, give you the agility in sourcing data from hundreds and thousands of data sources that you may have. It's not, it's not sometimes always feasible to build a data lake in one single storage instance and say that's the only place that I'm going to go and, and get all my analytics needs met. So the data sourcing strategy is even more foundational than than the data lake creation, but having said that, I mean data lake you know creation and management is a good is still a good option to to build out in 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 many cases, uh, as long as it's built in a very agile fashion. It should not take months together or you know years together to you know to build and maintain a data lake. When the advent of you know big data technologies um, really started in in most enterprises, the data lake was seen as a way to solve magically a whole bunch of different problems. Uh, so in the past, data warehouses and the sort of traditional analytics infrastructure were limited because they did not uh, handle more than a tiny fraction of of an enterprise's data. 
suddenly with with the data lake uh, there was infinite or at least economically very scalable uh, storage and so the idea that you could put a lot of data into the data lake uh, was very attractive however uh, it's one thing to move data into the data lake, as Amar was talking about. It's yet another to actually make sure that it's being moved efficiently, that it's being kept synchronized. Um, and all of those other problems that uh, go with actually moving and keeping data synchronized in a data lake uh, in a production or real-world enterprise scenario. So that was one set of challenges. The other set of challenges was that simply dumping data into a data lake without actually worrying about how people are going to consume the data led to terms like data swamps uh, arising where people were saying data lakes are a failed strategy because uh, the data is not usable downstream. Uh, so data lakes are still a great concept. Uh, what they are missing is the ability to efficiently get data in and to efficiently use the data once it's in the data lake. Uh, and that's where I think a lot of the, the conversations around uh, data engineering automation and tooling to help make use of uh, the data in a data lake construct really applies. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing organizations face with regards to data sourcing strategies? And how does the InfoWorks platform help solve these challenges? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of, you know, sourcing the data from, you know, multiple different data sources, um, the, the biggest challenge is, uh, you know, the type system between the source system where the data is coming from and the target system is, is different. So managing all the types so that there is no loss of data precision is, is a big challenge. Um, and again, it's not a, it's not a job suitable for humans. In other words, you know, you're constantly keeping track of every database, every source database that is out there and how do you map and manage and manage the types and, and, and data precision is, is one challenge. Um, the second one is, you know, once you've got the data mapped and, and uh, you know, have the data moving, you need to optimize that data pipeline, which means you need to bring the data in parallel, uh, you know, where possible so that you can meet SLAs. Um, so the parallel ingestion is is a non-trivial problem. Sometimes if you are bringing the data that is sitting in a very large file, you may want to chunk the file into smaller segments and then bring it in parallel um, in, and, and then assemble it on the other side. So that's a challenge which requires coding and, and uh, uh, sort of managing those pipelines and complexity. That should be also you know, automated, which, you know, InfoWorks automates. Uh, the third thing is, you know, a big data system achieves uh, parallelism and scale by partitioning the data sets. So what is the right partitioning logic and, you know, how do you sort of uh, take one large table and uh, segment that into multiple files so that you can have parallel processing on it is, is another challenge that, uh, you know, uh, you, you're going to have to manage. And, InfoWorks automates that process by providing a hierarchical partitioning mechanism where, you know, your tables and files are very nicely distributed so that your data processing on top of it can be done in a very fast manner. Uh, the, the last example of the complexity is the entire CDC and merge process. So once you have brought the, the initial data sets, how do you perform change data capture and how do you bring the changes in, and and merge that into the the target data set that may be sitting in your data lake. Uh, so that's a that's another 
complexity which um which requires you know which requires coding because the uh, the the cdc process itself has got number of complexity some data sources provide log logs from which you can look at the the delta the the changes the deltas and then take those deltas and process it and some data sources like files they don't they don't provide any um indication of what the changes are and you need to compute that so all these processes are automated in infoworks uh, just to give you an example um any directory um source for example can be considered as a cdc source or a change data uh, capture source for for infoworks um it looks at uh the directory and computes the the changes that was performed uh to the previous run and then brings the the just the delta files into the big data um infrastructure and then processes that so there is many more things that requires you know the automation like you know computing the time series data uh, current tables and history tables is is automated in in infoworks managing the schema changes is also automated so if you have to do all of this manually uh, for one data source it may it may actually take weeks or months and then you know and then try to manage this over a hundred different data sources or even a thousand different data sources some of our customers actually have a thousand data sources uh then it becomes uh, a, a a task for a very large engineering comp- uh, organization and and you will not get the agility you will not get the speed that you are looking for you mentioned that this this concept of change data capture and i want to i want to dig on that a little bit because i don't know that you know everybody may not know what that term fully means so if you would just take a minute and explain to me what what change data capture is because i think it's it is a unique approach to data ingestion and as you said scaling that capability and and increasing the velocity of data access i think it's an interesting concept would you explain the cdc a little bit for us uh, yeah absolutely so um So what happens is when you have your data sources I mean the transaction systems or your business systems I mean they are constantly changing uh they're changing every minute every hour every day and and so on and typically when you're building your analytic systems I mean that's a a, a read only system that is got a copy of the data set that's you know reflected in the the business systems your transaction systems so uh your analytics pipelines may require reports or dashboards or any of the things that you're building on top of it uh, uh that needs to be refreshed say every 10 minutes or 1 hour or whatever so you need to bring in uh the new data that uh, the data that has changed in that in that last 10 minutes or last 1 hour or, or whatever that frequency is one approach to do this is to bring all of the data every time every run uh right i mean you bring everything that's there in the source and and process uh the entire data set which is called the batch style ingestion but the problem with that approach is that if if the volume of data is very large like it, it could be petabytes in some cases that strategy is not going to work just loading that entire data in a batch mode might take several days so that's a that's not going to scale so the change data capture is a is a strategy where you're computing the difference from your last uh run the last ingestion run and then bringing the just the delta the changes that happened since the last uh, uh ingestion process was run so that's the the change data capture 
and there are many ways to you know do that you know the one approach is some databases have logs which basically have an indication of all the changes that happened so you can read the logs and recreate exactly what happened on your business system a second approach is to query the database and and uh, you know you know maintain certain metadata like timestamp or whatever and then use that to query uh just the the changes that happened since the last run and in case of files we keep uh, additional metadata which uh, you know give us an indication of you know new files that came in um or files that got modified because we can look at the timestamps on those things and we compute uh, you know the the differences so this would be the approach to look at just bringing the the new and changed data into the analytics uh, system one of the things that we notice and and I think you in the team at infoworks is is uh keenly aware of based on where you're investing is that this data cleansing and ingestion and sourcing strategy and the data engineering pipeline is is very challenging but there's been a lot of uh, both open source and commercial products like you know that are ETL type tools that seek to solve this problem so I'm curious how is how is infoworks different than maybe some of those other popular um ETL type tools that people may be more familiar with in traditional uh, analytics contexts so uh so i i think there are uh, a few differences and uh and i should should caveat uh, that that i did work uh, for a number of years at one of the leading etl <laughs> providers in the past so uh so essentially what uh, you know what's really different about what we're doing at infoworks uh versus say a bunch of point tools that take care of maybe a portion of what i would call an end to end data workflow so some companies or some tools focus only on ingestion others focus only on data prep others focus on on maybe building things like olap cubes on hadoop for consumption so um one fundamental difference is that we take care of the entire process from the data ingestion through preparation transformation optimization to consumption of the data ready for analytics so in other words if there is an analytics use case all of that upstream process of getting the data ready for that analytics use case is something that we do entirely in one single platform Uh, so what that means is that enterprises don't have to spend time and valuable data engineering resources to actually go stitch together a different components and have to worry about uh not only the 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 extra time and effort to build an integrated data pipeline but then to maintain it because all of these things as you said change a lot sometimes it's open source tools sometimes it's commercial tools and these things change and it's up to essentially the enterprise or the customer uh to take care of that change so that's one big difference the other big difference is that many of these tools especially the the sort of the etl tools or the data integration tools that have been around for uh decades is that they were built to solve a different problem they were built to solve hand coding of scripts and so the approach they took was really around visual programming making it easier for people who are hand coding to then move to a visual programming environment we've taken it from a completely different approach we say that the unprecedented use of automation that we have applied into our platform makes it such that it's a zero code environment and that practically anybody whether it's a data analyst or a data engineer or a data scientist can get up to speed with implementing a use case all the way from data ingestion to data consumption uh with you know in in a fraction of the time with the other tools um so so if i were to you know summarize that it's really about the fact that we are different because it's it's end to end 
and it's automated. Uh, there is a third thing that we are seeing a lot of now that cloud has shown up, is that the platform is also architected to be infrastructure independent. So we have customers who start off, for example, on an on-premise Hadoop distribution, and then say, "Oh, I will now want to use to want to move to say the Microsoft Azure cloud." And then, you know, a few months later, uh, other folks want to use certain technology that might be in the Google Cloud and now want to move again. Uh, with InfoWorks, the way that the platform is architected, as I said, we can move from one to the other with just a few clicks because we are independent of the underlying execution engine. So not only can we move from one to the other, we are also essentially insulated from any change that happens underneath. The ability for InfoWorks and your platform to be such an agnostic uh, platform is quite an interesting concept because we're seeing so many of the tools today being tightly coupled to a particular data processing or execution engine. But I'm curious, what are some of the popular execution and processing systems that you're seeing customers uh, use uh, when leveraged with InfoWorks? Yeah. Um, in terms of the execution engines, uh, let me take a step back and explain you know, what is going on uh, in terms of the different execution engines that are uh, out there and also um, especially in the cloud, uh, right? Um, in the past, you know, you had this single node concept that uh, every the a data process would essentially run in a single node, and you are sort of limited to that. Uh, with Hadoop and Spark, uh, basically what you are you know getting is a, a parallel compute infrastructure where you can run your job on you know break it into smaller pieces and run it in a cluster. So essentially, it's it's basically a a compute infrastructure. You can think of it as electricity. I mean, you can sort of you know feed in feed in your process into that, and then you can deploy it to run on as many nodes as as you want. Uh, you have to follow certain protocols, but that's really what you're getting from it. So um, so we are we are utilizing this new concept, this modern execution platform, modern computation uh, platform, to do all of the work, whether it's ingestion. Uh, ETL style data processing, uh, and then also uh, data modeling, orchestrating, and everything is natively uh, sort of built as uh, on top of this modern parallel execution frameworks. We support uh, any flavors of Hadoop. Um, so it could be on-premise or in the cloud. Uh, so there are essentially three major distributions, Cloudera, Hortonworks, and MapR. We support all three. Um, uh, and the Second thing we support is uh, Spark, uh, so you can take the same uh, set of jobs and make it run on a on a Spark cluster, um, or it could be EMR. So EMR is the uh, the AWS equivalent of uh, Hadoop. Uh, it could be HDI on Azure. HDI is the Hortonworks on uh, managed Hortonworks on 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 Azure. It could be Dataproc uh, on on um, GC, GCP. Uh, and also there is uh, these new serverless uh, execution frameworks which are coming out. Google has uh, something called as Dataflow, and uh, there are other uh, serverless options that uh, uh, cloud vendors are, are working on. So we we essentially, uh, InfoWorks, uh, um, you know, workload can essentially run on any of these um, execution engines. So we... we uh, from a philosophically speaking, we look at this as as really uh, electricity. We plug into plug into it in any format that it's uh, it's provided, but it's a 
it's an underlying utility or infrastructure that we can tap into. Can you talk a little bit more about the idea of data consumption and how you've integrated this crucial part into the InfoWorks platform to help accelerate the ability to move data models into business applications? So once the data models are built in a data pipeline, uh, consuming this, consuming these data models into a business application or a dashboard or uh, or a report is a, is a non-trivial problem in the sense that how do you get the performance um, you know that meets the requirements of the business? Um, in order to solve this, we uh, at Infoworks have built a data consumption stack. Um, so it's not a one solution fits all. I mean, because there are different kinds of use cases with different kinds of like, you know, query performance requirements. So if you're building a dashboard and you need sub-second response times, then we have a cube engine where you can push your data model into a cube engine. And then for those known data uh, queries um, that you have designed, you're going to get sub-second response time. And that's fantastic when you're, when you've got, you know, uh, executive in the company slicing and dicing and looking at, you know, different aspects of the business and so on. Now, the next level um, sort of use cases are things which may require response time in a few seconds, you know, one second to 10 seconds typically, right? And your machine learning or, you know, data science use cases kinds of, you know, kind of fall into this. Reporting uh, use cases fall into this category of, um, this category, if you will. Um, with InfoWorks, we provide a mechanism where you can push your data model into memory, or you can push your data model into an analytic engine. Um, it could be on-premise or it could be in the cloud, which gives you that kind of a performance. If you are in the cloud, we can push incrementally the data models into something like a BigQuery um, or an Athena database in, in case of uh, AWS, or it could be a, a uh, on-premise Presto DB, right? So that gives you the one second to 10 second performance. And what InfoWorks is doing is incrementally exporting the data models into this analytic engines so that you can, you know, consume it at the speeds that you want. And the last one is, you know, the the uh, the data models that are in the data lake. Uh, again, the InfoWorks um, automates uh, uh, performance optimization of the data model on a, on a big data system uh, by doing like, you know, partitioning, indexing, bloom filters, sort orders, and all that stuff, and and gives you the best performance for that, uh, for that layer. But typically the response times could be in 10 seconds and above. And that's suitable for doing uh, ad hoc queries and, and some certain kinds of batch processing. Now, all these solutions are available in a single integrated platform. So you don't need to go and procure, you know, another piece of hardware software just because you're, use case you know, query performance changed uh, on you. So you're basically promoting those data models from one layer to the next layer and, and so on. And there is also this concept of a SQL router, where if the data set is not in a cube, for example, it routes the query to the next layer down so that you always get a result set, but you know the performance is really dependent upon uh, which layer uh, the data model is actually built in. One of the things that we've talked about is that this idea of scaling a data engineering pipeline is a non-trivial thing. Help me understand what are some of the challenges that people traditionally face with some of these tools when they think about their, you know, this massive data sourcing strategy and you've got this variety of, you know, data processing frameworks. What are some of the challenges 
that you're helping customers solve around scaling, not only just building it, but actually scaling and hyperscaling a true agile data engineering pipeline? There are two aspects to scaling. So one is um, just the number of uh, the data pipelines that you need to manage and run, uh, right? So it's it's just the analytics pipelines at scale. Uh, it's one thing when you are running 10 use cases, uh, you perhaps don't need as much automation and, and, and so on, and you can have engineers sort of manage that. But when it you know increases by 10x, um, automation is is essential. Uh, at, at thousand, I mean, you are not able to run it just, you know, with the engineer sort of ma- managing and, and so on. There are a number of challenges in, in terms of uh, the analytics, uh, running analytics at scale. Um, the first thing we talked about, you know, just keeping track of all the, the data sources and, and, and managing the type system, the schema changes and other things is, is, is a big deal. The second one is, is in, the, in terms of data transformation. Uh, so when you have, once you have data sources uh, are made available in a data lake and you're building data transformation logic, uh, how do you run all these you know, transformation pipelines uh, on a shared cluster? You need to be able to orchestrate that. You need to be able to schedule it. You need to be able to you know, pause these pipelines in its execution. So sometimes you have a very urgent process that needs to run. And when you pause something, it needs to go into the disk in a, in a graceful state and you can recover back from that state, right? All this requires automation. All this requires, you know, essentially uh, a process which takes care and and, and of that of that sort of uh, uh, of the capability to pause and resume and and so on. It also the pipelines themselves have to be fault tolerant to things like uh, machines going down, network going down, and, and and things like that. Again, having an automated orchestrator which. Uh, you know, puts the state of every pipeline into a known state onto disk and recovering from that state, uh, retrying those pipelines, and and built-in fault tolerance becomes much more important. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have an army of people uh, babysitting all these pipelines, and and in fact, there'll be more people just babysitting pipelines than the number of people who uh, people who built it in the first place. Uh, and I've seen that uh, happen, you know, firsthand. So. Um, Automation is is really critical. I mean, uh, to to run this analytics at scale. The second aspect of the the scaling is what happens when your data size keeps increasing. Um, you need to be able to meet your SLAs. Uh, so all your processing from ingestion process, the merge process, the CDC and the merge process, your transformation process, your data model building process they all need to be built in such a way that they can scale. Uh, if you double the cluster, it should reduce the uh, the build time by half, right? Um, so, so having those algorithms, having, you know, we have built all these algorithms to, to scale that way, where if you increase the cluster size, it will reduce um, your build times uh, linearly. So those things are also, you know, very critical. One of the things that we're seeing is that when automation comes into play in really any system, governance becomes a concern. And there's a need to explain the pipeline and and the transformation. How does InfoWorks approach this concept of providing governance capability in these large-scale data engineering pipelines? 
So governance takes uh, a number of different forms, uh, both on, in terms of the type of data that's being processed, as well as what the organization needs to do from a compliance and audit perspective. So uh, it, we offer multiple layers of data governance um, so that uh, you know, enterprises can, can actually stack up those things to meet their requirements. Uh, but one of the key things that we do uh, that's different from any other you know, set of tools in the market is that we automatically maintain end-to-end um, lineage of data and metadata across the platform. Uh, and we are sort of uniquely positioned to do that because we do have an end-to-end platform. So it's, uh, it's something that, that we keep track of uh, automatically. So what this means is that when an analytics user is looking at a particular data set and maybe they're performing analytics, it might be running a report or you know, some such similar activity, uh, they can actually go into any particular data attribute or a column and say, where did this come from? How did it arrive in this state? And with InfoWorks, we can map it all the way back to a source system. So we can map it back to a data model that somebody created. Um, maybe another data engineer created this particular attribute. Maybe it's a computation of uh, you know, total sales or um, you know, currency conversions to a single uh, common currency format. You can trace all of that back and say not only what happened, but who did what. To it uh, all the way to and and it was derived off of these columns or these tables or these data sets that came from these particular source systems so all the way back there so what that does is it provides that that essential layer of you know metadata lineage auditability that's essentially a sort of foundation or a building block for any data governance uh, activity so from there there are other things that we can do so uh, a lot of uh, data governance is also about can I make sure that data that's showing up into the platform is protected and secured and is being used in the right and appropriate way? So all the way from the when we get uh, data ingested into the data lake, we can mask data. So for example, if there's PII data or there's HIPAA data or PCI data and all these different things, uh, and maybe the data lake or the cloud data lake has not been certified to to store that level of information, we can mask the data at source and make sure that it that source uh, social security number or credit card number doesn't even make it into the data lake or does not even travel across the wire. Once the data is in the, uh, the data lake, we have uh, integration to a variety of data security, uh, you know, projects and and tools so that the data is secured um, not only sort of at an InfoWorks level, but at the base data level so that access is always governed through a single format. And then uh, in addition to that, we also have role-based access control and uh, domains. I mean, we call them domains. Uh, it's equivalent to project workspaces that are you know, both collaborative in nature as well as uh, role-based access control frameworks, which allow people to work on the data that they are provisioned to use. So in other words, if I'm in marketing and I only have to see uh, leads and sales, uh, I don't actually get to see other data that I'm not supposed to see, whereas another data engineer might be working on another project where they do have to see some uh, you know, data that might be sensitive for me to see. So all of that is uh, supported in the platform, and there are constructs in which to do that. So um, 
you know, I'll summarize it by saying that data governance has so many layers and so many levels, and a comprehensive approach is essential. And that's what we've taken at InfoWorks all the way from, you know, data flowing into the system, how it's being used, how it's managed, and then the visibility into that, which is uh, very critical. If you were to say kind of the the summary of what is what does it take to build a successful agile uh, data data engineering pipeline or platform, what would you say those those key pillars or those key tenants of a truly agile automated data engineering pipeline looks like? You know, in terms of uh, building an entire uh, data engineering pipeline, I mean, you have the 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 first part, which is the ingestion and the CDC and merge. So you're constantly bringing the changing data from the source system and keeping that synchronized. The second one is to cleanse that data and transform it and add your business logic, which is the, the entire data transformation component of it. And the third one is to model the data so you can you know consume it. So it's uh, some people call it the semantic data models or business data models the data models that uh, the enterprises uh, can consume. The fourth one is to accelerate these data models. Uh, the data models uh, that are generated and and uh, stored in a data lake, uh, it could be in S3 or it could be in HDFS, they're not performant. They're not, um, you know, they may not give you the query performance that is required for the use case. So you need to accelerate that data model Either by pushing into an in-memory data model or, or uh, building a cube around it, and and so on. Um, the next one is orchestration, which is connecting the dots, um, connecting ingestion, connecting data transformation, connecting data modeling, uh, and the data acceleration components. And also, if there may be some external um, data processing that you may be invoking. So c- connecting the dots into a single use case is what is uh, what we mean by orchestration. Uh, and the, the last piece is the governance component, which is who made what changes when. Because once you have built this data pipeline, it's got a life of its own. Uh, people need to, you know, make certain changes. You know, people need to, um, you know, um, work with a new schema and so on. So that's the entire governance and the lineage part of it. And And then, you know, making sure that when you are running this in production, you have the ability to like you know monitor it. You can debug it, and also performance unit uh, is all the things that goes into a data engineering pipeline. Uh, with Infoworks, all these capabilities that we just talked about is built in a single platform. So you can not only go and build this uh, data pipeline once, but you can maintain it on an ongoing basis. You can go to production with it. You can validate your data sets, you can do your reconciliation processes uh, all automatically. So there is a significant amount of, um, you know, maintenance work that gets automated once you have built the data pipeline. So when you look at the market and and you kind of, you kind of look out there on, on what is InfoWorks really focused on kind of the next thing you're trying to work towards or the next thing for the business, where's InfoWorks going next? What's the thing that you're looking at and you're saying, this is what we as InfoWorks are going to be, you know, delivering and working towards in the next 12 months to really continue to solve customer challenges uniquely. So one of the things that we are seeing is our customers are uh, migrating to the cloud and that's throwing up uh, a a set of, uh, you know, challenges. One thing is the cloud journey is not going to be this one big bang, okay, you know, here I am today and then tomorrow I'm running in the cloud. 
there there has there has to be sort of a, a a gradual sort of migration so as a result what's happening is some data sources are on the uh, or uh, inside the premise and and some da- data processing is moving into the cloud so um we already have a a hybrid uh, platform uh, sort of a hybrid environment support and we are going to continue to invest in in sort of uh, uh building that out by providing different options uh, such as you know uh, serverless uh, options that uh, you can deploy infobox on um thus there's another part of this whole thing which is the entire enterprise to cloud integration so enterprise to cloud we call it the enterprise to cloud bridge where you can run your cdc pipeline through this enterprise to cloud bridge uh, so some data sources may still reside on premise so you can use this sort of a bridge to kind of you know make that processing happen um so the cloud is a big um you know focus area for us in this in this next year so i think uh, you know when you look at uh, sort of the, the the sort of the foundational elements of what the infoworks platform provides it really can be uh, summarized as as three major uh, pillars if you will one is automation um and you know the the, the second one is really about uh, the uh, infrastructure and independence and then the third is about the end to end platform so our focus areas overall uh, continue to be in those uh, you know in those three areas so automation you know is and will continue to be uh, a very heavy focus for us uh, you know we have uh, a level of automation in the platform today that's not uh, you know apparent in any of the you know technologies and tools that are out there so we are continue to invest uh, a, a lot more use of uh, the analytics and the data uh, not the data that the customer uh, is actually working on but the data about the kinds of things they're doing that we can then be smarter about doing things like better recommendations and uh, essentially easing uh, the the work of the data engineer uh, i mean ultimately think of the automation as a goal where anybody can show up and with a few clicks um build and deploy a production use case all right in in a matter of minutes that will be our ultimate goal with the automation when it comes to the end to end we are continuously uh, adding functionality uh, that that will help customers sort of complete their use cases uh, either through the use of infoworks or through integration with uh, third party technology that they may want to layer uh, along with infoworks and then the last one which amar talked about which is really about the infrastructure independence is where the the vision is really to be able to have users run their workloads anywhere without having to worry about what infrastructure they're running on or whether it's in the cloud whether it's on premise where the data is coming from where the consumption is going to be because that's really where i think uh, a lot of the enterprises are going to in fact one of our customers um has got three different implementations one on premise one in azure cloud and one in google cloud with uh, data engineers and data consumers um uh, at all three sort of venues so so those are the uh, the sort of the overall focus areas for us that will continue automation end to end and the infrastructure independence hearing how other organizations have solved some of the same challenges that others are facing is a really powerful tool do you have any examples of customers that have had in the past some unique challenges that without infoworks they had some struggles and then how infoworks came along and helped them solve that challenge and then what was the overall outcome at the end yeah absolutely so this uh 
one use case uh, that that uh, is really exciting is is at a uh, a high tech company uh, here in the bay area and uh, the challenge that they had i mean they had built a data engineering platform over a matter of 2 years with their internal engineering resources um but they had their challenge was like you know continue to invest uh, and continue to put their brightest engineers on on building a platform that's not core to their business right so they they did an evaluation of uh, some eight to nine different you know products out in the market and they selected infoworks um you know over over all the the other tools that they saw the thing that they got excited about is the level of automation that we had built in uh and especially around the ingestion synchronization and building of the time series data lake and 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 so on so this was a a data services or a platform group within uh within this company and they were providing you know data sources and and you know sort of uh, prepared data sets for analytics consumption for the rest of the companies think of it as the reference data for the entire company uh you know was the mandate or the or the charter for this for this group so um they they took their engineering resources and actually made you know put them to solve a a a business problem which was like every time there was a request coming from the business saying that i need this data source or that data source uh to be synchronized every 15 minutes and you know give this data set for the next 6 months because i want to run a data science experiment they had to you know have engineers go and do all that work so instead they took uh these you know bright engineers and built a data shopping cart on top of infoworks so uh so the business teams the data analysts the data scientists can li- literally go for shopping uh you know like the amazon and look at the entire catalog of data sets that are made available uh shop for their data sets and and also pay for it through their internal chargeback mechanism right so that you can pay for the infrastructure that is required to fund all of this build out of the data lake so by building that data shopping cart they have been able to onboard 1500 data sources in a matter of 2 months in production and 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 keep it running keep it maintained in and uh, and and so on so this is a, you know this is an exciting sort of a use case uh, so suddenly um you know they they were able to unlock the potential for like you know taking their uh, engineering resources and utilizing them to solve you know problems that are close closer to the business instead of doing work on the sort of the plumbing layer or writing code for ingestion and so on so th- so that's a uh, s- sort of a very exciting usage of the technology usage of the automation and and then unlocking the 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 potential within the enterprise I think I think if I were to say at a high level Infoworks really delivers I think Ramesh you said it well on these three key pillars of you know this this transformation automation and then end-to-end platform right that's truly unique and it feels like it's supercharging the data engineering process scaling the ability of organizations who have data engineering capabilities but just accelerating you know their capability of delivering back to the business unique value and then allowing organizations to deploy in a truly you know decoupled manner where the platform for data engineering can support a variety of data processing frameworks really interesting concept and I think it I think it's one that's unique in the market as you've well said but I'm curious I want to want to go up a level with you on just get your opinions you both work very closely not only in the 
you know, the big data ecosystem, but with customers that are solving, you know, unique challenges or organizations that are struggling or, or kind of looking at technology. And I want to get your opinion. Like, what are those big kind of trends or or challenges that we have to deal with in the market or in the world ahead of us to really unlock the power of big data and AI? What are those big, just kind of macro uh, trends that you're seeing in the market that you think the that as a just as enterprises, we're going to have to attack in the next 12 to 18 months? As enterprises are building their analytics systems, I think it's uh, very clear that managing a very large cluster to run and execute all their data processing is is a non-trivial job. Um, so most companies, unless you know it's the it's part of their core business to to run a cluster, are going to look for solutions elsewhere. So that's one trend that we are seeing, and that also that's also accelerating the migration to to the cloud. Uh, right. Um, so that is one thing which uh, we are focused on to provide a environment where you can run your analytics in a hybrid uh, on-premise and, and cloud infrastructure or to run it in a multi-cloud you know, sort of infrastructure. So today you may be running your data processing on Azure. Tomorrow you may want to you know, run some of it on, on GCP and so on. So providing that infrastructure abstraction is is one thing that is going to be very key, um, and and that's um, that, that's one thing that uh, at at Infoworks we have actually seen customers do that with you know today with uh, the Infoworks platform. Um, the second thing we talked about is to you know really the agility in analytics. Um, the number of use cases that the enterprises have to deal with is just accelerating. Right and and uh, again, you know, the, you you cannot achieve digital transformation without that uh, analytics at scale. And you know, the argument that uh, we are making is that really that you cannot achieve that uh, agility in analytics without automation. Uh, you know, humans I would say are not even suitable to do this kind of a job. Machines are much better at it, and and that's uh, you know one of the key elements of uh, um, you know of the problem that we are seeing that uh, that the, the customers are facing uh, so my top three are are somewhat similar to what Amar just talked about I think one one sort of macro if you will sort of raising above the technology is really what's happening at, at sort of the c-suite if you will at the enterprises this whole uh, discussion around digital transformation is is really sort of raising the visibility and also the the importance of analytics and data strategic value to the CXO level. Uh, I think uh, you know it, for uh, for many many years, certainly in my experience, uh, you know, data and analytics was viewed as as a as an IT function. Uh, there were certain things that were done with the data and certain operational benefits were realized. But uh, with uh, not only some of the digital natives that are showing uh, many of the traditional enterprises, uh, you know, how to compete and compete better in their own industries, that every enterprise is now looking at digital transformation. And that's raised this visibility of uh, analytics. What that means, of course, is that uh, while it's great for 
data and analytics practitioners in enterprises because you know their work is is seen as more important uh, it's also getting uh, you know more recognition of how it drives uh, how their own enterprise is succeeding uh, in the in the market it also means that the pressure on them has increased because now you have additional pipelines the ceo gets some ideas the the you know the, the, and this is being discussed at a board level so uh, the pressure and also the volume and the productivity of these data and analytics and more specifically data engineering teams is going to grow. Uh, and that's actually good. It, enterprises are, are beginning to see the value of data and analytics at an unprecedented level. The other part is really about the, the next step of that as this, this visibility and the attention and also the resources that go to these data and analytics projects means that uh, a lot of these use cases are actually going to get operationalized or they will have to be. So uh, when a CEO talks about wanting to do a next best offer to a shopper who's coming into their retail, one of their retail locations, um, you know, that has to get operationalized. It has to happen rapidly for the uh, business to realize value out of, uh, you know, those kinds of activities. So there's there's a, a lot of focus on not only just doing data and analytics in an experimental fashion, but actually making it work running 24 by 7 lights out. And that's a whole nother uh, so, so sort of level of automation, of automating uh, the operationalization and the management of these data pipelines as they, they continue to run. Um, and, and lastly, it's, it's really, you know, along the lines of what Amar had also mentioned, which is hybrid data analytics. Nobody is really invested in you know, should this be big data? Should this run in the cloud? Should this, you know, deal with uh, this type of data or that type of execution engine? At the end of the day, it's about how is analytics going to move the needle on my business? And so run data and analytics, run workloads wherever it's it's optimal, access any data no matter where it resides, but govern all of that so that it's, it's secure um, and it's uh, you know compliant with uh, various regulations, and, and that that's really you know at the end of the day what uh, most of these enterprises are talking about. So this hybrid notion is going to grow, uh, and we're already seeing evidence of that. So that those are my top three. So for our listeners out there that really want to learn more about the InfoWorks platform and to engage you and your teams, maybe set up a demo or meet you at some conferences, where can they go and do this? You know, where's the best way to go and learn more? And then which conferences will InfoWorks be at this year? So uh, if, if any of your listeners want to learn more about InfoWorks, I recommend uh, visiting our website. So that's www.infoworks.io. And there's a variety of resources on the website itself, and there's also uh, mechanisms for contacting us to learn more. There's a 12-minute demo, which actually walks through the entire platform in an abbreviated 12 minutes, uh, which should also give people a, a nice uh, sort of overview of both the automation as well as the breadth of the platform. Uh, in addition, we are on all the typical social media channels like uh, Twitter, on LinkedIn, and so on. Uh, and we are also uh, present at a number of uh, uh, data and analytics and big data conferences. I believe the next one that's coming up is really the Strata Data Conference in San Francisco. Uh, I believe it's uh, it's to, it, at the end of March. So uh, look for us at all these places as well as at uh, the conferences. Uh, and we'll obviously have more information about what events we are uh, we are going to be at on our website also. We've learned a lot from our guests about big data, but now it's time to get a bit personal. In a segment we like to call Rapid Fire. 
pew pew. Armor, what is the last great book you've read that you'd recommend to our listeners? Oh, um, I actually am reading one right now, which is called Catching the Big Fish um, by David Lynch. Uh, so I'm a big fan of uh, philosophy and you know consciousness, creativity, and all those things. So uh, that's a book that I'm currently reading. Very cool. Ramesh, what about you? So this is a little off the wall. It's uh, it's a book called The Black Strat, which is really specifically about a 50-year-old guitar that was used by the uh, lead guitarist for Pink Floyd. Uh, it had an interesting journey. Uh, it was bought in New York and toured the world and ended up at a hard rock cafe in Dallas. Uh, and it appears that it's going on auction pretty soon at Christie's and is expected to earn a few hundred thousand dollars. So uh, I got the book mainly to get a little bit of a glimpse of rock and roll history, but also um, how a 50-year-old guitar can end up with um, being at an auction for a few hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So speaking of music, Ramesh, what a song would be playing for you if you were to walk on stage at a big conference or something like that? What would be your walk-on song? Ah, so uh, it, it would have to be, you know, some some variety of uh, uh, of vintage classic <laughs> rock and roll. But uh, I'm thinking uh, probably anything from probably Guns N' Roses' uh, Appetite for Destruction would work fine for me. <laughs> there you go. Amar, what about you? What's your walk-on song? Oh, um... I listen to a lot of the the Bollywood songs, uh, the old in Hindi music, and and so on. Uh, so that's sort of my sort of taste in music. I love the beat. I was in India. Uh, I was in India last month for about a week, and got a. We actually got to see some uh, wedding parades, uh, and the drums and everything. The beats were just. I mean, that is that stuff gets in your soul. It is so good. I agree. <laughs> So I'm curious, uh, Amar, what piece of technology is currently making your life worse? Um, I'd say one of the things that uh, we as a sort of the the technology family, if you will, have not solved is managing the complexity around sort of the, the large clusters, right? And um, I would say that's that's been uh, one of the challenges. Um, our customers are expecting this technology to be as mature as like an RDBMS that they're currently running. And, uh, but now they are solving, you know, fairly technical problems that they have, you know, that they've been, you know, shielded before, right? And so, so I think that's one thing which uh, uh, needs to be quickly, you know, solved. I think cloud is uh, definitely helping. Having all these managed services is definitely helping. Um, but uh, I would say, um, you know, we as a technology ecosystem could have done a much better job there. Clusters are a real cluster. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Ramesh, what about you? What piece of technology is making your life worse these days? So if uh, so, Amar covered some of the uh, the work-related stuff, but I think uh, another piece of technology I think that many of us in our personal lives uh, is really around uh, this whole growth in home automation. I think uh, there's a lot of interesting technology. Uh, I see a lot of parallels with automation that we do in InfoWorks that are possible in the home. But the big challenge at home is that there aren't any frameworks and any standards and any common APIs where things can actually work together so uh that's frustrating me at the moment and uh, hopefully it'll get sorted out soon 
Ramesh, what is your biggest personal money pit right now? So I I like working on on old cars. So um, so it's it's always buying parts for something that's broken or trying to source a part for a car that's been built, uh, you know, twenty thirty years ago. Where maybe uh, getting those things from someplace in England or someplace in France is, is somewhat difficult. So my wife always okay, looks gotta- at me and says, you know, we we need we need to tone that down. <laughs> you got to tell me if, if you're talking cars, you're you're. Pull, you- pulled the thread there i like so what are you working on give us some details so so right now uh i'm actually working on a uh, on a vintage uh, uh, mercedes sedan uh, and the other project that continues is actually an air cool porsche 911 oh very cool so amar what's what are you what's your biggest personal money pit these days all right so i recently bought a, a new house and uh you know that's uh is requiring a lot of uh work on it in the sense that uh you know, furnishing and so on. And I'm also doing one garage conversion project, which is taking my garage and converting into an office space. So, uh, which... Very cool. It's not It's not easy. Those conversion projects never go as planned. <laughs> I, I just got approval from the city, but uh, yeah, now now it's the, the hard task of actually doing it. So Yeah, absolutely. So, Amar, what uh, TV show or series are you currently binging on? Um, actually, I'm not watching as much TV as I used to before. Uh, so, uh, you know, the one thing that I, um, that I'm uh, following, I don't even know what is this name and in, it's on Prime. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I guess I don't get to watch as much TV. Uh, <laughs> that's totally, that's, that's a, that's a, that's an appropriate answer. I get that. Ramesh, are you getting to watch TV? If you are, what are you watching? Yeah, I do, uh, and and I'm I like fishing a lot, so I've been watching the, the last season of this show called River Monsters, uh, which which is really about this this guy. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Is a guy who goes around the world uh, trying to catch big, fierce uh, freshwater fish. So uh, it, it's uh, it, it's relatively entertaining for me. So that's what I'm nice. binging on. The, some of those things he pulls out of the water scare the fire out of me. I thought rivers were safe to swim in. Not apparently. So, uh, Ramesh, are you going anywhere super interesting soon? Well, actually, I'm, I'm going to India. It's a work trip uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks. Um, so we, we have an office in, in Bangalore. Uh, and it's always great to, to visit the team and uh, get to eat some, some really good food again. So. Absolutely. Amar, how about you? Anywhere interesting soon? Um Nothing interesting. I mean, again, a work trip uh, that's coming up to East Coast, but uh, that's uh, the plan for the next couple of weeks. Be sure to visit Infoworks.io to learn more about their agile data engineering platform that's eliminating complexity through automation. You can find more useful links in our show notes. The music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. Check him out on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening to the Big Data Beard Podcast. 